Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast that I'm going to be recording now. I guess this is ridiculous Reddit stories read by a human. And the reason why I made this podcast was because I used to listen to a lot of these Reddit stories in the past, but they were always narrated by one of the robot voices, and that voice can get annoying after a while. And so I thought, well, I could read this myself. I think my voice is probably a little bit better sounding than one of the robot voices, at least. So maybe I can give podcasting a try. So today I'm going to read you three stories from r slash pro revenge. Uh, two of them are pretty new from this last week or so, and one of them's pretty old from a couple years ago. And uh, let's jump right in. So our first story was posted by SpiffyDude98, and the title was, I was fired early in my career by a team of two senior people I reported to. Revenge came in time. When I was in my early 20s, trying to make it in the world and just starting out, I reported to a senior sales team as a junior salesperson. Really, it was a support role, and I knew my place. Watch, stay quiet, learn, and help them. I report to a lady who was mid-level and the senior guy who was the head of sales. I was green, and while I was seeking mentorship and periodically asking for advice to improve how I was able to support them, they mistook it for incompetence. It was simple things like learning what format each of them preferred their daily reports in and tasks they had to do. I also had an issue because the senior guy basically stole my first bonus at the three-month mark. It was a tiny amount to him, but a lot for young me. I didn't officially complain, but asked him about how he was able to keep my bonus when it was obvious it tracked back to my efforts on the data. He didn't like that and didn't pay me. I was doing a good job. I'm fully aware of my skills, but the explanation is just not working out. They fired me a few weeks later. I spent a couple months getting a new job, which turned out to be an amazing smaller firm where I was appreciated, mentored correctly, and thrived. The new firm was very successful. And this is an edit on how he was fired. Um, he, they brought me into a room, the two of them, and fired me. She was the one who said, it's just not working out. And he said, so we're letting you go. Even to my question as to why, since from the beginning, I had been doing well. So that was how OP got fired. Okay, we're going back to the story. About two years later, after I'd become a vital but still junior part of the smaller company, my former firm closed up in the region and put everyone out of work. So I saw through the glass while walking by the boardroom one day that the senior guy who stole my bonus was being interviewed for a job at my current firm. My current superiors didn't see me walk by, but my old boss and I made eye contact. Now, in a small sales team at a small firm, it's important to have a nice working relationship and trust. It's also a lot of selfish salespeople who are there to make money and don't like being ripped off. So later that afternoon, I quietly mentioned to the one boss, I saw X in the office today when I walked by. I used to work for him. That asshole stole my bonus one time. It was all I needed to say because the last thing my current boss wanted was a person who would do that on our team. Then, times got tough, and I know that man spent two years looking for work. Six or seven years later, I was at a new company in a more senior role, and the one lady who I originally reported to called me and was selling at a new firm, 
and she was calling to ask if I'd be interested in purchasing from her. I didn't know she had started working there. The firm she was with was selling something that was very basic and interchangeable to competing firms. She'd gone from selling important things to selling a quote-unquote nothing product after the original firm closed. She acted all happy and nice to me and recalled the great job I did when we worked together. I also know she didn't want to be talking to me, but her call log said she had to call. I told her thanks and sent me along an official quote and proposal, which was seven, several hours of work for her. In the industry we were in, she was paid not only on new sales, but a net sales measurement, meaning she had to retain clients as well as bring in new ones. I had a lot of commitment at the firm she was now at. While she spent her afternoon drafting a proposal, I spent a couple hours pulling all my business from that company and subbing it for a competitor up the street. She emailed me a full proposal and mentioned she was excited to be working with me again and supporting my business. She had no idea, yet I just pulled everything and she would never receive a bonus this year because of the size of the amount I pulled. The next day she emailed me quite upset and had CC'd her boss who I've known for years and had a good working relationship with. I replied to all and thanked her and said I decided to go with a competitor because it just won't work out as I find your approach to business dealings to be insincere. Her boss emailed me back directly and asked what happened and I replied that I just don't think she is a sincere person. My business to their firm was more worth more than her job and she didn't last more than a month there after that. This is story two. Revenge is best served frozen. This was written five years ago, and the OP has now deleted his account. So don't know who it is, but the story is still on Reddit. I wonder if I can link it to the podcast so you can read it if you want. You can just look it up too. Anyways, okay, let's get into the podcast. I mean, let's get into the story. <laughs> this is a mess. This is a mess. Okay, uh, revenge is best served frozen. We don't own a car and live at the end of a cul-de-sac. I have people use my driveway all the time to turn around. It's not a huge deal to me. A little annoying when they compact the snow and it's harder to shovel, but whatever. One of my neighbors had a ride service come pick up their child every day. The van would park in my spot and begin honking at like 8am. I worked night shifts at the time. Half the time, he'd be half parked on my grass. I told my neighbor that I don't overly mind my spot being used, but not if he's going to honk like that every morning, and especially not if he's going to drive over what little lawn I have every time. She spoke with him. He ignored it. I spoke with him and got, what's your problem, man? It's not like you're using it. To which I repeated that I don't mind him using it if he stays off my grass and doesn't honk every morning. Apparently suggesting he wait till the kid notices he's there, or, God forbid, he have to drag his ass out of the car to- I don't know if I can curse. Can I curse? Oh well. <laughs> he have to drag his ass out of the car to knock on a door was just ridiculous and inhumane of me, so I left a recycle bin at the foot of my driveway. He just ran over it. I called the dispatch for the ride service and was told they are subcontractors and technically self-employed, but they will pass along the message. I wake up the next day to pounding on my door. The dude is pissed. Him. How dare you call my boss, you stupid piece of shit. What the F is wrong with you? Me. Well, it's quite simple. You were told not to use my driveway if you were going to drive on my lawn or wake me up every morning. Now get off my doorstep. Him. I'll sue you if I lose my job because of you. Me. You've been warned. 
don't trespass on my driveway or property again. Dude storms off in a huff, spouting obscenities. So this happens on a Thursday. The kids have a PD day the next day, and it's supposed to be one of those delightful Canadian weekends where it drops to like negative 40 Celsius. For my American friends, negative 40 is where Celsius and Fahrenheit meet up, so it's freaking cold. So that night, I grabbed one of my more beat-up plastic garbage bins, made sure to plug all the holes with a generous amount of duct tape, stuck a sign on it that read, private property, driveway not for public use, and proceeded to fill it to the brim with water. Now, before anyone thinks I'm a jerk willing to potentially endanger the other kids in the car, I would like to point out that my neighbor's kid is the first to be picked up, so it's just him in the car. Cue Monday morning. He sees the garbage can, backs up a little more, and defiantly charges the garbage can as if to teach me a lesson, and proceeds to cause some serious damage to the front end of his car. Dude gets out fuming, calls the cops, and comes pounding on my door, screaming about how I'm going to buy him a new car, and that I'm about to be arrested. The cop says, So let me make sure I understand the situation. He asked you not to park here if you couldn't refrain from honking, then warned you not to park here and put up a barrier. Now you expect him to be charged and pay for damages you caused yourself to the, your vehicle in an attempt to destroy his own personal property? I will never forget the look on his face when the officer said, yeah, that's not how this works, and turned to me and asked if I wanted to pursue charges for him damaging my personal property. I just gave him the most shit-eating grin I could muster and said, nah, I think I'm good. Nah, I think we're good, excuse me. I then went back inside to enjoy a morning coffee while watching him from my kitchen window as he paced back and forth in the cold waiting for a tow truck to, and having to call the company he worked for to explain why they needed to send out another driver to complete his route. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> this one was very genius. I was wondering what the water was for. And then I realized, oh, it's going to freeze into ice and he's basically going to run into a cement wall. And then I wondered about Canadians and if ride-sharing is like a common thing up there. Because, you know, in America, we just have school buses, right? I wonder if that's not a thing in Canada or maybe they just live somewhere where ride-sharing is more commonplace. Anyways, good job, OP. Very nice job getting your revenge. I'm going to read some edits that he made to his post. For closure, no, I never saw him again. As far as a police officer, I wasn't aware that it wasn't up to me, and he didn't say anything about it either. I assume he didn't really want to have to bother with the paperwork, and thought I may have gotten upset if he said, well, I don't see the need to press charges at this point. So he made it seem like it was my choice. Ah. A cul-de-sac can also be used to describe a street with no exit, which is exactly where my home is. It's easier for them to use my driveway than three-point turn their way out like Austin Powers. Okay, so the cul-de-sac is not a circle, like like we have in the States. I was drinking morning coffee because they were 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. shifts, so nights were not quite overnights, and I usually got up around 10 a.m. Every time he'd wake me up around 8 or so, I wouldn't be able to get back to sleep, hence why I needed him to stop. Finally, I appreciate all the love and comments this post has received. I assumed a few would get a laugh, but holy crap, I wasn't prepared for this kind of reaction. That being said, I find the sheer number of comments I need to reply to quite overwhelming for my somewhat introverted self. I'm going to read some comments because this post blew up five years ago. There are 600 plus comments. This post got 20,000 20, upvotes. It just got really popular. So I'm going to read a couple comments. 
This guy says, there's a similar post here where OP kept getting his mailbox run over by redneck monster truck neighbor. After the third mailbox replacement, OP buried some rail from the abandoned rain tra train track about six inches deep and left three inches sticking up and put a mailbox on it. Neighbor totaled his truck on it, called the cops himself, and cops cited the redneck neighbor for destruction of property. Wow. This guy says, my parents said this in the 70s. They lived next to a ballroom dance school. Now that made for some light, late night traffic, an occasional honk, but that was it. Until somebody discovered that the road poles slash markers between the road and the parking lot were made of flexible plastic. Anyways, they discovered driving over those markers made a nice rattling sound to the annoyance of the whole neighborhood. Once one person did that, others followed. You see where this is going. Somebody totally not my father, decided one night to dig in a sturdy metal pole directly behind the last plastic one. So the next night, instead of rattling, it was rattling, ending in a thud and cursing people. Nobody drove over the plastic poles after that. This guy says, a truck driver demolished my grandpa's fence and hit their bedroom while they were sleeping, and he was known to be a reckless driver in the area. Nobody knew him, but they knew late nights this maroon pickup would be going crazy. Some extra details. My grandpa worked in construction his whole life, and most of it was with cement molds and such. So he decides, I'm going to make a cement mold of a fence post. He decided against it. He thought it would be better to put rebar in the middle and cement around the rebar, basically a DIY prison fence. Well, maybe a year and a half later, the drunk driver hits the fence again. This time, instead of continuing into the wall, the house continued... Oh, instead of continuing into the wall of the house, continued through the pole. His car was totaled. He got linked to much more destruction of property cares from his drunk driving after my grandpa became a neighborhood celebrity for taking down the maroon truck. I think, I think it was supposed to be cases instead of cares. Anyways, so a lot of people are showing their support for OP and, and sharing some similar stories. I, I quite like this one because it's... um. It's, it's a very smart way that he he took down the driver. Of course, he could have just, you know, he could have called maybe some authorities or something like a, I, I want to say like a wuss, but that's not really right. He could have just called the authorities, right? And had them settle it, but he took things into his own hands and that I can respect. <laughs> okay, so this is the, this is the big story, the one I wanted to say for last. This is, X cheats on me with her cousin, and I expected to save face. Excuse me, I read that wrong. X cheats on me with her cousin and expected to save face. I think not. For context, this is her cousin-in-law. So, no incest here, thankfully. Okay, let's start the story by saying this happened 12 years ago. I'm now happily married with three children and regret absolutely nothing. I was with my new ex for three years. I had noticed that she was being extremely controlling. I was expected to give every little detail of my day and tell her my schedule in advance, and if I deviated from that, she would be very upset. She chalked it up to just bad feelings she was having and shrugged it off as her paranoia for past relationships of infidelity. I had never once cheated or strayed and I never gave her a reason to act like this. It felt unbecoming of my fiancé to act in such a way. Now this is where it gets juicy. 
after she had asked for my schedule to make plans. As mine tends to be more hectic than hers, I noticed she was texting someone. In my line of work, if I put in more than 40 hours, I have the ability to take time off at will, as long as the work is completed at a later date. I was very good friends with a brother, and still am. We laugh to this about, about this to this day, and he actively reminds her of it. I think the sentence is supposed to say, I was very good friends with her brother. But anyways. I messaged him stating I wanted to do something special for her, a bit earlier than our anniversary, to make sure it was a special surprise. They both worked in the same fabrication facility. He was a fabricator, and she was a shipping manager. He was kind enough to let me know her schedule. That's where the discrepancy falls into place. Without my knowledge, she was forgoing overtime. She worked 12-hour shifts Monday through Friday, with the exception of Wednesday, when she would only work half a day. She had been taking Wednesdays off right around the time that she started getting extremely controlling. Lucky for me, I had stacked several days of leisure time off, so taking a Wednesday off for me was not an issue. A few days ago, a few days go by, and Wednesday's here. I put on my work gear and leave for work. I was expecting her to leave our apartment complex, had two exits on the same road, and I could see directly across from a shipping center, so I parked my car near the back and waited. After about an hour, I noticed a very specific red Mustang with a specific decal on the back window. It was her cousin by marriage. I had also done my due diligence to take an old laptop which we kept on our desk in an office area with full view of the living room, bedroom door, and bathroom, plus the kitchen. I had set it up for remote access and had it alert me when the webcam noticed movement. Giving her the benefit of the doubt, I thought he may be dropping something off or coming over to assist her with something, as her family sometimes does. Sure enough, a message came through, so I remote into my laptop. He walks through the door, and without skipping a beat, she unbuttons his shirt and begins kissing him. I created a URL link for the live stream, and as she was preoccupied, we had a family group text and a friend group text. They were both part of it, but at the current time, they were currently indisposed and didn't look at their phones. They didn't even wait. They could have gone to the bedroom, but no, they decided to get freaky deaky right there on the couch. I sent the link off to the friend group chat and the family group chat. Within minutes, I'm getting calls nonstop from friends and family alike. There was no turning back. She was getting blown up, but she was ignoring her phone. Not until the fourth or fifth call came through did they decide to take a break. For context, the state I live in allows recording of personal property regardless of occupancy. I was the only one on the lease. She wasn't allowed to be on the lease because of poor credit. The call she had picked up was from her cousin's mother who she was banging. <laughs> she answers the phone on speaker, and I kid you not, the first words out of his mother's mouth were, STOP effing MY SON! They both became rigid, and she began to stutter over her words, saying, what, what are you talking about? The mother then divulged that there was a live feed of them sent out by me to her family. She grabbed every pillow off the couch and covered herself off. This cousin staggered off trying to put on his pants and shoes just to trip himself up and bang his head off my coffee table. Leaving it with a divot. By this time, I had made my way to the front of the apartment complex. I was there to greet the adulterer as he came out of the front exit. He froze and began to cry, apologizing profusely. I'm not going to lie, what happened afterwards wasn't my best moment, and I nearly got into legal trouble if it weren't for the fact that he was trespassing on private property. Let's just say I had a cast for six weeks, 
and he wasn't any in any family photos for months. I think he punched him. I think he punched him, but he's not saying that in the post. Anyways, okay, continuing on. I went up to the apartment where she was now fully clothed and crying inconsolably. I asked her if it was not or come on her face. Then I told her not to answer because it didn't matter anyways. I gave her one hour to remove all of her belongings as again, everything in the apartment was mine except for clothes, some makeup, and a few kitchen utensils. Her mother would not let her move in as she was just filled with embarrassment. Same for her brothers, and the cousin's mother kicked her son out. Rumors spread around our town very quickly, and for a lack of better words, she was untouchable. Okay, that's all the stories I have prepared for today. This is my first podcast episode, so it's very rough around the edges. I apologize for that. I don't know how much of my own commentary I want to insert in the episodes, and whether or not I want to keep on reading comments like I did for the the second story. Because some of the comments are nice, but a lot of the comments are either too short or have a lot of grammatical errors. And anyways, we'll see. I'll, uh, I'll do a little more research and a little more planning for next episode, but I just wanted to try it out and uh, see how the podcast realm kind of works with this first episode. So thank you all for tuning in to Ridiculous Reddit Stories, read by a human. We're still workshopping that name, don't worry. And I will catch you guys all in the next episode. I think maybe I should do this like once a week, maybe three ep- three stories, one per episode, one episode a week. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Anyways, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.